0: will feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Monica Bailey. Monica is the Director of Diversity for the Central Region of McCarthy Building Companies, Inc. So Monica, welcome. Thank you let's hear about how you got into construction how you got into working with mccarthy and some of your background
1: okay well it began a long time ago a really long time ago actually in the summer of 1983. i started here as a co-op student out of high school so many people will remember me around here that are still around of me coming half days from high school and half days at mccarthy so this august of 2019 i celebrated 36 years at mccarthy
0: is that including your high school time
1: that's including my high school time that's wonderful 36 years in so it's it's been a long ride within that 36 years i served in various roles executive to the president of the company worked in estimating and then started as diversity director about 15 plus years ago
0: so in your world A lot of things have changed in 36 years
1: absolutely this is not the 80s (laughs) yeah so when you
0: came when you came in as diversity director what were some of the things that you were dealing with then that have been solved and what are some of the things you were dealing with them that are still ongoing
1: well that's a great question lynn because fortunately and unfortunately there there have been some good things that have happened and there have been some i wouldn't say not good things but i've thought the needle would be further along now than when I started in this position, which was around 2004. And the whole goal for this role was to be proactive in the diversity initiative. We've always had projects that had goals, either local, city, state, or there was a client that wanted specific goals on their projects. Our initiative was to say, hey, you know, maybe we can be proactive in this and achieve better goals than what we're just doing on a project-to-project basis. So we started our initiative to actually uh, incorporate company goals, and we basically set that goal at what we thought we could achieve. It wasn't based on any owner or any client. It was just looking at internally what we, what we thought we were already doing okay and where we thought we could improve.
0: And those goals are developed by input from... The C-suite, I would imagine, all the way down to your field staff. Absolutely. That's that's the process. So could you talk a little bit about the process that you used to set Sure,
1: absolutely. What we did was we put together a focus group, which included C-suite level folks, uh, estimators, project directors, project managers. It was about uh, 15 or 20 people on the committee. We called it the DLT back then, the Diversity Leadership Team. And we just basically looked at what we were doing and how we were doing and where we could improve. And we were already getting a fair percentage of participation on several projects, actually. So we kind of took that as a baseline and said, well, if we actually put an effort to this, it would be even easier, right? Mm -hmm. If everybody focused on it and we said this is a company goal. And, And it did get better. And so that's established. We've Obviously, we had to establish policy and procedure around that so everybody in the company could get on board with it.
0: And the sun came up the next day.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) The world
0: kept turning and things got better, and you've seen some results of that. I'm sure you've seen some positive results of that within McCarthy.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely positive results. One of the things that I can say I'm proud of is that You know, there was no diversity director before me. In fact, I think I was the first in St. Louis. And I see several other companies that are, you know, friends and competition that have established diversity programs. But I believe McCarthy was the first because we wanted to make a difference in our communities that we worked in. So we established that position with those internal goals. And we've come a long way, but as I always say, we got a long way to go.
0: Now, what's sort of been your biggest frustration in those 35 years that you haven't been, you you talked about moving the needle. Obviously, there's some areas where you feel the needle has barely moved and you'd like to move it quicker. What What are some of those specific things?
1: Well, there's two different things, actually. Internally, the needle moved a little slower because we have had lots of clients that didn't necessarily have diversity goals. Uh, so internally it was a little tougher for some of our directors and pre-con team to get on board because at the end of the day we're always trying to please our client. So we've we've come a long way with that. Every one of our project now requires a project specific inclusion plan which we call internally a PSIP. So we look at those individually and see what goals, if they're not assigned goals, we can achieve on those projects no matter where we are. So that's that varies from region to region obviously. Externally, it's just uh, working in St. Louis the majority of the time. there's external factors of you know capacity uh, within the enterprise section, which is contracts with MWs and Ds and as well as capacity in the workforce that that's been a struggle because we set workforce goals as well as enterprise goals when we did that
0: now you said you're the central region so mccarthy has diversity directors in other regions also then
1: absolutely in fact i'm leaving tomorrow for uh... scottsdale we are having a national dni committee meeting so that means everybody from diversity directors to operations uh... vice presidents are coming together to talk about how we can, you know, really broaden our program and make it more consistent across the company because right now every region kind of does their own thing.
0: And you have to deal with varying demographics.
1: Absolutely. California is a lot different from St. Louis as well as Dallas or Houston.
0: Well, that makes your job that much more challenging.
1: Yes, but I'm happy to say that we finally have a national D&I effort. And I, I think, you know, being one of the first... In the country, to really have this, uh, I think we're going to we're going to exceed all of our expectations in the years to come because we're focused on it nationally.
0: Well, it's great to have that leadership from the central region to move into those other areas.
1: Yes, and Scott Whitcup, our COO, is chairing this committee. Yes.
0: Wonderful. Now, as you look ahead, what sort of challenges do you see that are ahead of you. I I understand this national thing, but obviously you have some ideas about the issues that need to be dealt with at that level. And what are those things going forward?
1: Well, uh, locally, I'll say, you know, we all have a concern about the capacity of the workforce. There are several projects on the table for McCarthy specifically that have workforce goals. And I'm sure in your role, you've heard this time and time again about the capacity in the workforce. It's aging, they're retiring. How are we gonna backfill that? I think you and I alone have talked about this for 10 to 15 years. So that's a worry, it's a concern. Even when I just look at the projects we have, not including the broader uh, projects in St. Louis, we're all going to be going after the same types of individuals. So we definitely need to get more people interested in the trades and that those that are interested need to be diverse, minorities and females. And we're working hard at things like that, attending and putting on outreach programs um, about different trades. Obviously, we su- support the local apprentice programs and participate in those. So that's uh, a big concern of not just mine, but all of ours. Uh, McCarthy just participated and is also a partner in the STO Works Initiative that the mayor had a few weeks ago. Right. So we're a partner in that. Uh, we all want to see this, this workforce thrive because we have a lot of work coming in St. Louis. Now the other piece of that is the enterprise piece, which is contracts with minorities and women-owned businesses as well as small businesses. I'll just speak specifically on the NGA. Obviously that's a federal project and it has federal project goals, but McCarthy has always wanted to work with people in the communities in which we build. So all of those people in those communities are not small federal or large federal contractors, so we have a goal to still work with M&Ws in the community on that project as well as any other projects that they're interested in. When we do outreaches, we talk about all of McCarthy's projects across the board so people won't feel like they have to specifically bid on one thing or another. There are options out there
0: so in a real supply and demand world the supply is what you're really worried about you there you see plenty of demand for both craft workers and mwdbes but the supply is lacking
1: the supply is lacking there there are lots of opportunities out there for companies to grow there are great agencies and organizations to help with that for instance like the ruck organization that has advisory boards for small businesses or uh small minority contractors.
0: Well hopefully listening to this this will spur somebody to move forward in that direction and help meet that demand.
1: Oh yeah and we have we have lots of great relationships with the local disadvantaged minority community. We just finished the Washu East End project and I'm proud to say that We had over 40 M&Ws and small businesses working on that project, either as first or second tier. And it was a very successful project. So some of those things that we used in that model, we plan to move forward on other projects that are coming up.
0: Well, you're obviously a very busy lady. You've been here 35, 36 years doing this. You're now looking at a national level. You take some of your time and spend it doing podcasts or doing things with AGC. Why do you do that?
1: Oh I am very passionate about what I do. I don't think you can do this job without a lot of passion. I care about the community. I'm born and raised in St. Louis and I, I care about what happens in this community. I'm always pushing for the the, uh, the little guy to you know make a make an enhancement in their program or grow in capacity In any way that I can be a part of that, I'm happy to do it. I've been pushing for this for a long time, even before there was a diversity director position. I kind of feel like I knew a lot of people in St. Louis and I want to help, and I'm happy to help. And I bring a lot of people on board with me, sometimes willingly, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of other people that I work with that are very passionate about this as well. So I'm proud to do that. And when I can see a contractor that started at a certain level and has raised to a different level, I I almost feel like a proud mom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, how has AGC helped you?
1: AGC has been integral in in so many ways. I'll mention specifically Steve Lewis. He is very helpful in making connections, either through legislative uh, things. I'm always looking for things that I don't know exactly where to find them. I've reached out to a g c on multiple occasions for help. where's this ordinance? What does that say? Can you send me these documents? Steve, as well as Anthony have been very helpful, and obviously you anything we ask for i think a g c says yes to so that's been that's been integral, and I think we've had a relationship with the a g c well I've been here for thirty six years so as as far back as I can remember. There's been introductions to emerging contractors that I was unfamiliar with that are members of the AGC. So all of those things, and and in, in serving on the diversity task force for the AGC of Missouri, I felt like helped bolster me to become a member of the National DNI Committee for AGC of America and sharing some of our ideas of what we've been able to do locally on a national level. And
0: the National Committee just came out with a white paper, a case for diversity in construction yes. really an impressive document that yes. people put a lot of work into. yes
1: i can i can proudly say that i help author that well <laughs> oh, that's
0: wonderful yes. so as we wrap up monica anything else you want to share with the folks who are listening um
1: no thank you uh, very much lynn for the honor and privilege to sit down and do this with you i feel like there's a lot more to say so if people have any questions about anything that we do or how i can be helpful I mean, they can they can reach out to me. I'm Monica Bailey at McCarthy. You've been here forever. So if people want more than this 20 minute uh, conversation about things that we're doing and how I can be helpful, I'm happy to do that.
0: So you're talking about what you do. Just very briefly, what can I do?
1: I would say the biggest thing that, especially as it pertains to the workforce and the enterprise and the contractors, is just stay on the pulse of things. Get involved there's lots of organizations, committees, people who are willing to help do almost anything. So I would say stay on the pulse of things. When you see invitations to bids come out, when you see networking opportunities, there are chances to meet estimators and project managers. Or, you know, we do tons of outreach programs where we're talking to individuals who are interested in getting in construction. Because a lot of the people that we meet have no idea. So we're sometimes the first introduction. I would just say participate in the stuff that you see. We have, we and other contractors have lots of events that happen. And if you hear about them, attend them. You can get a wealth of information from these things.
0: Monica, thank you for your participation. Really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome. Glad to be here.
0: Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.